Welcome back, guys, to another roundtable. My name is Adam. Beside me, Victor, Rusmin, and Kenny. Hello. And welcome to the roundtable. So today we're going to talk about China boycotting Nike. All right. So uh, a bit of a minefield if we're going to go into this topic. But you know, we're going to discuss a little bit about that. So recently we've had a lot of news about um, you know sanctions and uh, Xinjiang and all that stuff. So we've had uh, the Chinese uh, people on online. Uh, you see them like kind of like burning Nike sneakers and all that and saying they're going to boycott Nike. So I'll, just a quick background for people who don't already know what's happening. Why is China boycotting Nike? Yeah, so because the West is sanctioning uh, China recently, right? Yeah. Because they passed the bill, I think, to sanction them. And of course, there's this group of youngsters online in China, uh, the Communist Youth League of China. They actually uh, said that the H&M, because they went to dig out the past uh, statement that H&M made, right? Mm-hmm. So they say H&M actually made a statement that they're not going to use the Xinjiang cotton, right? Because uh, the sanction was because of the Xinjiang, right? And the all these youth, right, online youth, they actually said that uh, H&M said that, they, said that H&M is spreading rumors to boycott Xinjiang cotton while they also want to make money in China. So they say that this is wishful thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they started to boycott and eventually they also find people who, uh, other brands who are also in this list that also uh, not using Xinjiang cotton. So Nike came in the picture also with Adidas, Zara and all other brands. And of course, within an hour, there's this blacklist uh, uh, list right that is floating around Weibo that that caused a lot of people to boycott them and of course after that we see that H and M actually being wiped out from the internet you know all the internet your Ali Alibaba your Taobao JD Pinduoduo all gone okay. then on on the map you also cannot find H and M anymore yeah it's so they just disappeared from the face of yeah, China basically yeah so I think they are the unlucky one uh, because they are okay. the one that being first being bring out and being whacked and we don't see that on Nike right at the moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but we're going to focus the discussion on Nike because I think it's uh, the number one sports brand. I think there's a bit of uh, interest in that. But H&M was the one that basically yep. bore the brunt of it. Yep. And Nike will happen to be on the list as well, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, we don't want to wait in any political debate. So, this is not a political channel. We don't discuss yeah. who's right or wrong here. We're just going to focus as investors whether there's an, you know, there's an opportunity in Nike uh, despite the boycott and whether what this means for the company moving forward as well. So that's a quick overview of the boycott, yeah, right? Yep. Uh, and of course, yeah, I just want to uh, take the time to like explain. So basically, oh yeah. H&M is under this Better Cotton Initiative. It's a non-profit group that promotes sustainable cotton production. So they also do not condone like forced labor like the Uyghurs in uh, China where they are forced to work in the cotton fields, according to most reports, right? But then, of course, H&M was the one that they targeted. Then under the Better Cotton Initiative, there's also Adidas and Nike as well as Burberry and many other brands that are under it although they don't uh, outwardly say that they mm-hmm. uh, like they do not condone yeah, this. Yeah, they're not like H&M did a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah some, okay. something like that. So then they just stopped sourcing from the area. So I think the Chinese weren't very happy because, you know, you sell goods to the Chinese people without using the Chinese cotton. And Xinjiang is a very big uh, cotton producer. They produce about 20% of the world's co- uh, cotton. Yep. And then at, uh, at the same time, um, so... Uh, what, what happened is the Chinese government actually came out to say that they denied all these allegations and they even showed a video on their state media news group uh, stating that most of uh, uh, most of it is done autonomously with uh, all the machines right picking up cottons from the field and then the Uyghurs voluntarily work on the field because of the high pay they can get over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean which one is true or false we cannot 
Yeah, we, we don't. It cannot really confirm. So right? That's the thing about <laughs> politics. Yeah. Like there's a lot of some say propaganda, some say it's some genocide is happening on that. So again, we don't want to wait into that debate. Yeah. Yep. Can go somewhere else. Uh, we're gonna look into investing right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go focus on. Uh, Nike, because I think it's the number one sports brand. It's been around for so many, many years at the top of its industry. And uh, I mean, I think Nike is quite a headline brand, right? To be yes. boycotted. Okay. So I think the question will be, is this boycott really going to affect uh, Nike, right, in China? So before we go into that, let's just go uh, look at the statistics, right? So uh, to Nike Greater China area, that's the segment that they're in, is actually the third largest market, 18% of their revenue in 2020. And then it is also the fastest growing market uh, for them. For the last 10 years, it has grown at a compounded annual growth rate of uh, 14% year over year. So it's, uh, it's a very important market to them. Yeah, actually on terms of uh, earning before interest and tax, uh, Greater China actually accounts about close to 49% of EBIT in the 2019 alone, right? So in 2020, it accounted more than uh, 50% because uh, China is the first country to recover from COVID-19 mm-hmm. and you know, the rest of the region were actually not doing pretty well. So China has done pretty well for Nike. So I think it's a big substantial part for Nike for their China uh, contribution. Yeah. So okay. it's quite substantial. So yeah. what you're saying is yeah. even though their revenue is about 18 percent, yeah. but when it comes down to EBIT earnings yeah. before interest and tax, yeah. which is your operating profit, your yeah. operating yeah. profit, that's about f- almost what 50 percent, half, more than about half. half. So yeah, actually, half. China is accounting for quite a bit for, for Nike. Nike. Accounting a lot, not quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my English. <laughs> quite a lot, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, so then the question will be: So if it's such a big pie of Nike, China is such an important market. Will this boycott really affect China? Is this gonna ha- is this gonna carry on? How long is it gonna go? I think for boycott is is it's not new to Nike. You know, I mean they have always been boycott. You know, throughout their whole years <laughs> when they running Nike, right? There's this April nineteen ninety two has a report came out about uh those uh the case the problem about uh sweatshop right mm, yeah. which means that they actually same thing forced labor child labor low wage long hours right so they are share price tumbled. 33.5% at that point of time, mm. right? In, the same thing happened again in 97, it dropped 35.4%, right? So this whole thing dragged all the way to 2010. So it's a 20 years thing. They solved the issue already, right? Then of course, recently, in recent years, in September 2018, they got the boycott, uh, which is over the Colin Kaepernick case, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Where all the youngsters actually burned uh, their Nike socks, burned their Nike shoe, but we can be sure that uh, those shoes that they burn are not Air Jordan, you know. It's all the normal <laughs> Nike shoe. I, I went to check, it's all the normal Nike shoe. It's not Air Jordan, definitely. Right? So, so that case also dropped 20.9%. But if you look at the overall trend, the whole history of Nike, they are still always on the uptrend. Okay. The business are still doing good. Right? And also, um, there's this research done by a, a Northwestern University professor. He actually did a research on 140 boycotts on different brands, right, from 1990 to 2005. And his research shown that all these boycotts, right, uh, don't last, hmm. right? There's not much impact to the business uh, because eventually all these bars, right, will die out, hmm. right? So that's the case. I, I think that the boycott won't last, la. So according to the South China Morning Post, right, the article, it says H&M was removed from all the platform while um, Adidas and Nike was trading as per normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they weren't that uh, much affected. And at the same time, when they released their new shoes on Tmall, right, it sold out within yeah. like a very yeah. short period Probably of time. Probably Air Jordan. 
Yeah, Air Jordan, yeah, yeah, for for the women. So I think there's a demand, and of course there's this her, uh, hoarding mentality. You know, it's almost like you know, yeah. uh, when you during COVID, you know, you can't get toilet paper. Yeah. I think the Chinese are kind of afraid yeah. that they cannot buy Air Jordans to toilet paper. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but yeah. but uh, during a COVID, like that, uh, yeah. the toilet papers are like Air Jordans. Actually, I I I I don't think this boycott. You know, like I mean, as much as if they really want to boycott Nike, and but Nike decided to half the price of Air Jordan, I tell you, people are still rush and buy one. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. So at the same time, uh, I think the Chinese government is also very smart because uh, Nike has a very deep root in China because they invested a lot. They have contracts with the national Chinese football uh, team uh, as well as the basketball association uh, athletics team, and then in two thousand and fifteen, they actually signed a twelve-year contract. To uh, sponsor them, uh, about one hundred and fifty-three million dollars worth of sports gears and equipment, and of course, you do not want to just push Nike aside, right? And for all these teams, if they want to pull out of their contracts, they have to get the government's approval for them to yep. pull out of it. And at the same time, all these entertainers, they say they're going to pull out their contracts with H and M, Nike, and Adidas. The reason why is because their market is in China, and if they were to go against the government, not obeying them, that could clearly hinder their prospects in China, moving forward, right? You know, you see what yep. happened with N Group. Uh, you know, I mean, that could be an example, but yeah. So that's yeah. what I. So think. I think so long the Nike doesn't, you know, step on the Chinese government shoe, uh, boycotting is really not an issue. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just at the moment where maybe people will like just like to use social media to get lights mm-hmm. because there's a natural trend right. towards the news. There's a popularity over there. You know, you kind of take the advantage. Some people just use the kind of tool, right? So so long they don't use or step on the government's toe, I think it is fine. Yeah. Also, at the same time, you cannot do without Nike and Adidas because they spend a lot of time doing R&D. They work with the best athletes. They got the best data out there. And they get to experiment with different materials to enhance their performance. Yeah. So then, uh, so I read some articles online that if not, not working with Nike and Adidas could hurt them more than anything else because it could affect their athletes performance. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So yeah. I mean the shoes and clothes really make a difference. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> okay, so it sounds like as uh you know, the boycotts don't last yep. based on history. Yeah, right? research. I mean, there's, there's a there's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of companies have there's a lot of research on yeah, 140 company, companies. 140 companies and the boycotts don't last. Yep. And it just seems that is this a something that's going to happen for now, right? Mm, yep. So if we assume that this boycott is going to run out it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a look at Nike's valuation then, right? Okay. So uh, since the peak, the most recent peak, I think Nike was about $145, $144. Yeah. Went all the way down to about $128. Right now it's about $130. So I think uh, it's about 10% drop uh, since, you know, all this uh, hoo-ha came out mm-hmm. uh, thereabouts, all right? So a 10% drop is not a lot, but quite something a bit something to look at right yeah mm-hmm. something to, to, to explore so what do you think is china i mean not china is nike <laughs> uh what the, what's the valuation right now do you think it looks uh, attractive you know with this recent 10 percent, 8 percent drop yeah. what do you think so uh right now it's trading at about 62 times earnings mm-hmm. and of course uh the reason why it's so high is because uh, you know their earnings dropped from 255 to 161 due to the covid right they've been affected by covid so based on 2019 earnings per share it's actually trading at 52 times and then based on the median historical median 10-year median is uh, 26.73 times so in a way it's still quite expensive and also you, you get to see how the market is thinking that means the market thinks that this is not a big deal it's mm-hmm. just a short-term thing so that's why it dropped by a bit and then recovered 
before <laughs> I mean before you had any chance to yeah. look to enter into the song right yeah. so yeah so I mean even with the drop it looks it looks expensive I mean yeah. you're telling me it's over 50 times earnings when the long term average is about 25 26 yeah is double what the historical average is so Nike is actually very expensive right now yeah, yeah. that's right so yeah. I mean then I think it's quite clear that you wouldn't so the question would be like why why are people buying Nike Despite all this, why is it it's very expensive? <laughs> they they just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just buy it. Yeah. Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of optimism despite the boycott and all that. So I think it's quite clear. If mm. you were, would you buy Nike right now? Uh, no. Not for now. Not, not for, for now, now, right? No. I'm wearing an Under Armour. You wear <laughs> <laughs> a trader right now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wear a Nike one today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I mean. Uh, I think if, if you take a look at the charts we're going to show up I think yeah I think Nike looks very expensive compared Stretch, to yeah. historical yeah. Uh, averages despite this recent tiny I mean a little bit of a drop uh, in the boycott and all that so I think if you're looking at Nike and you're interested in Nike uh, probably you want to wait for a better price yep. yeah. a better valuation alright thank you so much for listening to this roundtable if you like the podcast feel free to follow and of course if there's a YouTube version of this podcast as well do check us out on YouTube uh, just search for the fifth person and we'll see this uh, you know this discussion as well in video as well so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you around